the smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Surviving no way to Yes, that's right. It's the Survivor Know-It-Alls with extremely special guest, Dr. Evie Jagoda. Hollywood, Rob Sestern, you know, is living it up with the Glitterati in Toronto, but the podcasters of the people, Stephen and Evie, are here to, to actually do some, some of the hard work of analysis <laughs> on the Survivor episode. Evie, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. I thought I thought you were going to be on last week. I, I I was so disappointed not to see you. So so getting to see you today is is such a thrill. What, what's what's going on, Stephen? I was so excited to be here. I feel like I mean, no it all, no it This is kind of you know. I feel like I've made it, man. You know, that's right. And, uh, yes. Yeah. And no it all, especially with you. I mean, who even needs that other guy? You know, right? Yeah. Who? I mean, he does a thousand <laughs> podcasts. You know, like being on a podcast with Rob. Like, what, yeah, who, that, that's know, easy. That's special. Yeah, I don't know. There's um, only one pod to be on to talk no to talk uh, Survivor with Stephen Fishback and I'm on it and this was like maybe the best episode of the season I think this is a really fun episode oh lay it on I mean I agree with you I love this episode but, but lay it on me like give me your give me your you know raw unfiltered you know uh, takes I mean I'm just like hyped like that was like a great like great strategy I think from all around I mean we'll talk about it but I think a lot of people made good decisions and it was really just like whose decisions were gonna who was gonna outplay each other which is like what we love yeah. straightforward vote straightforward you know one person had immunity and fun scenes of meditating and lobster shell finding like I don't know I feel like this was like the the you know the chef's kiss survivor episode I'm I'm hyped I totally agree with you. I mean, it was super, super fun, like great strategy. All these little groups kind of trying to outplay each other. A lot of great camp scenes. But you're seeing a lot of good decisions. And I'm very curious about yes. that because the decision of the episode, you know, it, the, the story we were seeing was Carolyn was going to play her idol to mm -hmm. save Carson. Ultimately, that's that did happen, but it wasn't really relevant because what 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 most importantly happened was that Jamie and Lauren flipped. They voted with the Tika three and uh, Danny went home. But it's like, so th is this to you a good choice? Like, because I, I am flummoxed by this decision. OK, I'm not going to lie to you. I was so hyped that I missed that and assumed that they <laughs> voted for Carson. <laughs> In which case, I thought everybody made good decisions. So, OK, no, I don't think that was the right decision for. Yeah, no, there was a vote split on 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 Danny and Heidi. So it was like everybody. Gotcha. And then and then um, and then and then um, uh, Danny and Heidi voted for Carson. So there were only gotcha. two votes on Carson. Yeah, this is why you guys are the pros. I mean, going on straight <laughs> on, even knowing who everyone voted for like yeah. that's epic um okay the no I, yeah, yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> yeah no i um because okay i think the thing is as as danny i think was really correctly saying you know the tika three were running the show they were the tightest three in a group of seven right. and so it absolutely made sense to try to take one of them out um so i i do think uh 
I mean, and it also, I mean, clearly we don't have a full sense of the relationships on the show, but we haven't seen that Lauren or Jamie have particularly close relationships with any of the Tika three that obviously could, you know, there could be more relationships there than we don't know about, but I would think that it really made sense with them to go with that group. I also have a feeling that Jam Jam and Carson are especially are some of the most likable people in the game and some of um, the most obvious uh, threats to win the game, at least, you know, from from the couch perspective. So, yeah, I don't know. Questionable, questionable move for sure. All right, well, um, I mean, you, you, the likability thing is so interesting because, you know, we have this scene where Lauren and Jamie are talking, um, you know, I think with Danny and Heidi and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so hard. I, I think they, they had one for for when they were talking about voting out Jam Jam and then another similar scene when they were talking about voting out Carson where they're, they're like, it's going to be so difficult. You know, he's such a great guy. I love him so much. And then Danny's like, what are you talking about? It's a game. <laughs> I mean, but it is like those bonds are so deep and so real and they do you know influence your decision making do you think that's ultimately what it came down to now that you know what actually happened um that that, like maybe you know they were like i just don't you know it's just that like raw gut feeling of it's the final seven i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and i would rather keep the nice kid who I like being around, who I enjoy playing with versus this guy who maybe I don't like as much. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, um, the, the social relationships that Carson and Jam Jam and Carolyn, honestly, all have had in the game, I think are showing through this whole season, like how good they all are at that. Um, but I also think, you know, we, we saw Lauren and Jamie talking about how like they finally have agency in this right you know like now they felt like they were in the power position especially we saw jamie say that and i did get the sense i think i mean danny was playing super hard he was playing 100 and he i do feel like from time to time was a bit steamrolly in conversations with people um and i could definitely see lauren and jamie feeling like they had power in this moment not enjoying feeling like they were uh, you know, going with Danny's plan, even if it was actually maybe the better move for them, I could definitely see them thinking, you know, this is the final seven full tilt boogie. We want to take control of the game. And, uh, you know, as I know, you know, that full tilt boogie mentality is not <laughs> the path you to uh, making necessarily the right decision. But I think that that drive for agency might have uh, might have been at play there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a really interesting observation that they, they want to like taking control for them might have meant something different different than like taking control for the viewer at home where like they're mm-hmm. like like let's get out this guy who we want to get out who they've wanted to get out for a long time right like the whole soka ratu thing i was just so frustrated i mean i love the tika three it's a very fun story to watch they're all great fun characters in their own way and the fact that they're so individually fun and then also working together is really fun but mm-hmm. i also really wanted them to get you know you don't you want players to make their best moves you know you yeah. want to see the game get flipped you don't want to see this like little trio um, just like outplay everyone constantly without, yeah. without seeing, you know, why on the other side, like why Lauren and Jamie are, um, m- you know, are, are making that, that bad decision. Yes. Yes. I think, I think another thing also, I do think that Carson in particular has done a really good job of managing his threat level. I really think like, honestly, the illness also probably helped him like a classic, like Tyson's shoulder dislocation and blood versus water, you know, like, I think like people really are, are like, yeah, Carson's obviously smart, but like, he is the young kid. Like, I do think that is potentially playing in when, I mean, you have Danny, 
so constantly saying that he's playing at 100, acting like he's playing at 100. Carson is playing at like 150, honestly. Yeah. But like in, you know, the subtle, possibly, you know, better survivor, uh, survivor move. So, you know, you could, D- Danny put himself really out there as a threat a lot. And I, you know, eventually if you put yourself out there as the threat, people are going to believe you, you know? That's a great point. That is a really great point. And also I think it helps that like, Carson, Jam Jam, and Carolyn are all kind of types, which in the past have been sort of yes. ignored, you know, by yes. Survivor players. You know, certainly with Carolyn, you have, you know, like it was almost a joke how the older mom type would get to the end and like inevitably get, get zero votes. And you see Carolyn playing this very smart game, you know, mm-hmm. like sniffing out tonight that Danny oh was targeting God. Carson. Like she, she 100% had him in her sights. But, you know, I do think that there's this sense of, well, well, you know, they can't win. Like I, I, if I'm in the end with them, like I still could win. Although, I mean, Danny did say about Carson, like I would vote for him over like the clone of myself. Um, right. But, yeah. Right. Well, of course he's going to say that though, you know, right. To, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so it, I wonder if like some of it comes down to something that Jamie said in, in tribal council, where she says to Jeff, you know, every day is a new day in this game. You know, we, we, we vote together for one vote and then it's a totally different group you know, that votes in the next group and like that sort of voting block mentality versus what's actually happening right. when you have these three people who, you know, they're not voting together every time because they didn't, you know, for the Franny vote, but like mostly they're voting together. So I wonder if like part of the issue is that, you know, there is this mentality of, well, every vote is different. You know, we're all switching constantly, but the people who are actually running the game are these three who are sticking true to each other. I mean, a, what do you think? Do you think that's accurate? And then B, did you experience that? Like, was there a sense? I mean, could, was there like almost like pressure, not from not from production, but from like the game itself to like play a, a really fluid game? Yes. Yeah, so I 100 percent think it's accurate that Jamie and probably other people in the game are very convinced, you know, new game every day. The alliances are so fluid. And I think that's obviously to the advantage of the people who actually have an alliance, right? right. As you said, of the Tika three. And I actually do feel like something very similar was happening in my season. I think that now, like for me, I feel like going into the merge, you know, Yasa, uh, we had Luvu who had fully six. And then, you know, we had Ua had two, four Yasas. And I feel like the vibe of us minority tribes were like, oh, the game's really fluid. Like who knows what's going to shake up? What happened was Luvu voted together like many times, you <laughs> right, know, like right. despite constantly them, of course, also pushing the narrative of, oh, I want to get this person out on Luvu. Like, I, oh, yeah, I'm prepared to turn on the rest of my tribe. And that didn't happen for a really long time. Yeah. And I think that is like I, I definitely remember something similar happening in 42 as well. I feel like they went into the merge. There's a lot of talk of like, it's so fluid. There's this brand new alliance. And then that original tribe that was like Lindsay, Omer, Jonathan, Marianne, all stuck together for, you know, until like the final five or something, you know? So like, I think that is always going to be the narrative that is pushed by the people who are the ones in the real alliance. Yeah. Know? And it's interesting. I mean, like your season was kind of unique because like the bigger group managed to yeah. stay together, whereas usually like the smaller group, the smaller, like tighter knit groups who managed to like vote together consistently. But because they entered the merges, like not being much of a threat, they're never perceived as a threat. Like you come yes. into the merge, like these are the people who I need to worry about. And it's so hard to get out of that mentality. Yes. I really feel like honestly, this like three stooges vibe is, is so cool. And this, yeah. like, it really is like, as, as much as I agree that, 
it would be much more exciting to see the shot actually be taken at them. It is like a really, I think this is the thing we're going to remember from this season. And like, is this like really cool threesome that I do think like is the, the underdog Alliance, you know, I'm, you know, you know about that well. Um, and to have not a single one of them be someone who you might overtly think of as the obvious threat is obvious, you know, is working for them really well. And I, I think that's ultimately why Lauren and Jamie probably were like, yeah, of course they are three, but we can work with them. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. you know, um, and, and even at the beginning of this merge, like they were talking as if Carson was still a Ratu from the swap. Like there was a time when they kept saying like, we have the numbers, which included Carson. And I do think like he did in particular has done a really good job of having people think that he's with them. Well, that's um, a really, that's a yeah. great, that's a great point that like, they still have that sort of sense of being like, it is our, this is our group. This is our big group. <laughs> right. It's not like you three. And I mean, we got to talk about it. Like the fire making challenge makes it so it doesn't matter if there's, you know, there's, there's room for four, you know, there's yes. so, if it was a final three, it might be a very different situation where you are more afraid of a trio, but now with the final four, like there's, there could still be a spot for you. And I feel like that sense of there could be a spot really stops people from mm. taking a big, a big swing, you know, mm. earlier when it might actually matter. Mm, I, to I, yeah, I totally see that. I totally see that. And like, I mean, okay. I know this is no dolls. We're not here to talk about the edit, but this was the, how oh. many times we've we seen Carson and fire. Oh like my this, gosh. Oh Tonight my again God. in the glasses. It's crazy. <laughs> Carson, in the yeah. Carson is in the final four fire making. I'm calling it now, calling the shot, you know, like it's, it's gotta be. Is that and where he wins or is that where he loses? I think he wins. I think you foreshadow that for the, it's been in an epic way. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. That's, that's why uh, I think that's where he, I think like Carson is like the big mm, strategist. The threat, yeah. And yeah, that's where they, he, he goes out like that's um, but I mean, I, I could realize I'm, I've, I've sworn not to talk about edit. So I, no. I, um, cause I've been so wrong about it. Um, uh, but you know, he's, Carson's the guy, he practiced all the puzzles. He practiced last gas in the bathtub. That boy's been making fire. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. Like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I practice fire too. I mean, like, you know, it's very different in your kitchen. You know, it's yeah, not a, I know. you know. Because you can never find a thing that's a good enough machete, uh, like a, like or like a, a knife parallel. That's what I, that's the problem. Well, I, that's exactly it. Because it's yeah. like a dull machete. Like, where are yeah. you going to get a dull machete from? Um, yeah. And I think, and this is truly like a swing, I think he loses to Heidi because, and we saw mm. Heidi making fire, I think in the first episode, right? So. Oh, I like that. I mean, yeah. I, I got to say, I feel like Heidi is like on razor's edge, but I do think she has a lot of things going for her in the game. I think with Danny out, she's way less of a threat to people. She's got an idol that nobody knows about. Right. Um, and I do think she's someone that could really make a case for herself at the end of the game. So, um, yeah, that, I, I definitely could. I definitely could see that, and especially if she's now like the person who was all alone for these next couple of votes and comes out with the uh, fire making win. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I mean, I think she, I, I really, I really think she's been. She's going to be right there in the final three. I don't. I don't necessarily think she wins, but but um, you know, t t that's as you say is, is a conversation for a later date. So, yeah. um, who, who do you think is the is the biggest threat of the? You know, let's say let's say it's just the Tika three in the end. Who who yeah. wins? Wow. I mean, it's tough. I mean, and so and we also haven't even talked about Carolyn's decision to play the idol, which right. is obviously relevant to, you know. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I'd say I feel like the common wisdom would be, you know, obviously this she was correct. Well, I mean, people were coming for Carson, but then she was incorrect that it was the majority. Yeah. Um, but I, and and obviously now she has put a target on her back on some level. She lost the idol. But still, I 
really believe that Carolyn needs to make public displays of like of power Mm. in the game to get that respect. I think like if she doesn't start doing that now, I don't know, like given how much everyone just like laughs when she talks, like she was actually very upset at this tribal council and everyone's like laughing. Even Jeff sort of kind of like dismiss, like, you know. Yeah, it's honestly like very um, like off kilter to like watch from home, I feel like. But I I, obviously I'm not I'm not trying to criticize the other people, but it's like she was had genuine feeling and everyone's laughing. So I think she really did need to up her threat level, even though, you know, you know, you saw in the next time on that people are maybe uh, thinking about her as more of a threat. But I, I do think that was one of those moves where she otherwise she gets to the end and I don't know that she can win. And now I think if she gets to the end, I do think she has a, 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 even if it wasn't strictly speaking necessary, I think it was a good move of I knew that Carson was a threat. I had this idol that nobody knew about right. and I played it and he got two votes. You know what I mean? It was, you know, like so. Right. Um, I think that was good. I mean, it seemed like people were saying that Jam Jam was the biggest threat of the three. He was the original target. Right. Um, I do think that Carson could probably make a great case for himself. But I do wonder, again, when someone is underestimated in a lot of ways, how much they can turn it around. But that also has been the story of all the new era winners so far. I mean, I was going to say, how can someone as young as Carson win? I mean, then like, you know, Marianne won two seasons ago. But I mean, I do think there's I I think it has to be a harder it has to be an uphill battle to some degree for a real young kid. Right. Because when you're thinking, I mean, you've been on the jury, like, tell me your perspective. Like when you're thinking about that decision of who you're going to give a million dollars to, like you think about their life, you think about the skull or, or do you? I don't know. I mean, what's your I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on the spread, you know what right. I mean? And how much, like, I, I remember thinking, you know, at, at some, when I was in my most like bitter stage of being on the jury, you know, in the first couple of days after being voted, I was like, well, I don't know, Danny's got a young kid. I didn't know he was in the right. freaking NFL at the time, you know? Um, so, you know, you just like, don't know um, what's actually, but then ultimately I do think it's the new era. I think most people are voting on gameplay or like, gameplay that they can justify themselves as a winner gameplay. Like I, I Rob, I, I think it was last week on what I was talking. You guys were talking about, you know, uh, or maybe it was actually with uh, Adam. I don't know. People are talking about what juries vote for. And uh, <laughs> I do think it is definitely a big part of who do you like? Who do you right. respect? And I think that respect piece is the one that honestly, both Carolyn and Carson, I think are going to have um, the uphill battle for. But I think that like, when I think about Carson versus how I was thinking about Xander in the game, Xander also had that young guy thing, which yeah. I think was definitely working against him. For me personally, it was the combination of like young and I felt like I had been playing him at the beginning of the game. So like he, he had a big uphill battle and then made what I think a lot of us on the jury thought was the wrong decision at fire took Erica, you know, so it kind of reinforced that he's young and look at these mistakes. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't think that Carson has any obvious mistakes. I could, you know, I think Carson is someone that could get to the end of the game and say, I was in on all these alliances. I was the only one that knew X, Y, Z. You know, I mean, I think he has that. And I don't know in the same way with where Xander, there was these questionable things. I don't know if he has those. So I think he might be able to overcome it in more of like a Marianne type way. Yeah. The only thing I worry about with Carson is that people would because everyone thinks of him as the little buddy, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to say um, Carson was all, you know, Carson was always the other guy, right? He was mm-hmm. always like, and he, he maybe don't, they, maybe they don't see him as a, as a driver as much. 
what well so what um you said you know thing that that um carolyn would need to do is to be more uh you know make herself known more and mm -hmm. as a you know you're, you're coming from a season that did award someone who you know many felt was did not make themselves known right it was yeah. as if from a winner who we felt like we didn't see it that big strategic play from you know what what would what would carolyn have to do i mean the, yeah. the idol play is certainly a beginning but what's yeah what's well the, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the biggest things when you are that person is to be really making those big moves in front of the jury. Yeah. And like, so for Erica, you know, some of the things that really won us over were like how strong she was at tribal council. Like when um, Deshaun did his like truth bomb thing and she's like proudly being like, you're welcome for saving you. You know right. what I mean? That's epic. Yeah. And we don't know the full story. Like, right. you know, we don't know how much Erica actually did save him, but it sure seemed like she did. And that yeah. was cool. You know what I mean? And I think the jury seemed very impressed. I think that Carolyn had the idol. Nobody in the game knew about that. Yeah. Um, so I do think that there is the potential. I mean, we've heard when Carolyn like tells her story about like her sobriety and everything. Like, I think she really, Oh, can you still hear me, Steven? Okay, yeah. great. Well, did you? Did you? <laughs> My computer yeah. just went into screensaver mode. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I think I think big moves in front of the jury, like those kinds of like standing strong. And I think I do think that she needs to like do things like this idol play where she can claim it independently from Carson and Jam Jam. I think her biggest problem will be being with Carson and Jam Jam at the end. I think she probably I think for each of them, their case is much stronger against non Tika players than against the others. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, do right. you think so? You think like even though it wasn't like strictly necessary, you think like mm -hmm. the idol play is a net positive for Carolyn? I honestly really do. I think if she gets to the end and does the Marianne of like, see, I had this the whole time. Right. I think that goes more into like, oh, well, cool. Carolyn had the idol. Right. Then like, you know, she was aware she obviously was, uh, you know, weighing that decision really heavily. I think uh, I don't know. I, I think it was I think it's more impressive to play the idol. I also think if you get to the end, I mean, another thing working against Xander on our jury was that. He had the idol the whole time. At a certain point, it was like, oh, well, no one's targeting him. So it's that's why he's had the idol the whole time. Right. So maybe he's not that big of a threat. Carolyn, I think, would also suffer from that as well. So I think actually using the idol in a pretty strategic way, in a way that it's like it really made sense for the other people to all be voting for Carson. So, like, I think she could make the case that, you know, that was um, a good move. And I definitely think Danny, I got to say, is the kind of player that goes to the jury being like, that was awesome that they got, you know, he's upset, but he right. like wanted to be taken out by a good move. And I think he's honestly the kind of player that will vote for the person that got him out because he thinks he's the best. So therefore they're the best for getting him out. You know, well, that's like a perfect transition into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was basically Danny, like, first of all, a character I really, really enjoyed. And I mean, I want your like overall uh, impression of Danny, but one thing that really stood out to me this episode was just this pragmatic worldview that seemed to dominate all of his conversations. You know, you know, right out of the gate, he says to Heidi, even if it was you who voted for me, I'm down to work together. You know, we certainly heard that about, you know, with with Franny, he like saved her with the idol, even though um, he knew she was targeting him. Then he like the next, you know, then two votes later, she's out the door because like he's moved on to the next thing. Um, you know, he had this quote tonight. If someone else needs what I need, I trust them. If they don't need what I need, I don't trust them. Um, and it, ultimately, it felt like. I mean, that's a very gamery game, almost game body that you'd never call mm -hmm. Danny a game bot um, way of looking at the game. But I did wonder if like that philosophy w was so true for him, but like he couldn't see that it wasn't as true for other people. And I mean, you know, we saw like him just like being 
incapable of understanding that Heidi would vote for him. Like, why, why would she do that? It wasn't like that was not her like, you know, in her like checkbox of best interests. I mean, do you think that like where's your overall take on kind of that mentality of yeah. today? You know, this is what I need right now. And therefore, I can trust these people versus like, does that do you lose kind of sight of other of other aspects of the game? Right, right. Totally. I mean, it's you know, when he was saying that I was like, that is smart. Like that, that is lot extremely logical. And it did make logical sense for all four of those people to vote together. It really, yeah. really did. And I think you're exactly right though, that the game is not just what do I want? How do I see the game? But how do other people see the game? And I think when you're Danny in those conversations and other people are saying, oh, it would like be so hard to vote that person out. And you're like, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you need exactly. to think about right. the fact that other people are telling you <laughs> right. that it would be hard to vote that person out, you know? Yeah. Um, and I do think that like people can get very tunnel vision on their way. I mean, Jamie's out there saying there's no alliances. That's not right either. You know? Yeah. So I think like there's a lot of people wanting to think that the game is going that the, the way that it is, which is extremely understandable. And I think it's, it really is that expert level survivor play that where you can say, you know, I know what I want. I also know what that other person wants, not right. what they should do, but what they want. And I think that is like a very hard, hard skill. Um, and I think that is really what separates. It's not the full tilt boogie. It's that that separates like the, you know, the champs from um, the good players. That's a really, really, really great point. It's just like feeding into like other people's like emotional needs or like, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to like, I mean, I, I, you know, you're right that like entry level or like maybe like intermediate level survivor is saying like, this is that person's best move. And they probably right. realize that this is at their best move. But then like, what is like their whole, you know, mess of because it's not like the casting department is looking for the most logical players you know like, right. that's not how they're casting right i mean and it's and i do think we saw like saw this in the way that danny was talking to people like i think in the last episode when he says to heidi you know we don't need you yeah that's not a great way to talk to your number one ally on survivor and it's like he was thinking i'm sure it's still logical for her to vote with me i also right. don't technically need her vote but ultimately you need her to feel really good about you, you know? And I think um, ultimately, like, I think I was really worried, for example, for like Jam Jam and Carson, that they were not understanding Carolyn's emotional needs last yeah. episode. But ultimately, they did have the right read on, she will be upset, she will come back to us. And I think like, it's really like, how well do you know the people you're playing with in a game where everyone's trying to make sure you don't know them, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, what did yeah. you think of that conversation at the start of the episode with Carolyn, uh, Jam Jam, and and uh, Carson? Where, you know, I, I was sort of surprised that that Jam Jam was like, "Get over it." <laughs> he wasn't like, yeah, he wasn't yeah. like, "I'm sorry, I love you." You know, let's take some time. It was like, move on. I know. I I was pretty surprised by that. I did kind of though. I think it was like, it just did seem like very very real when he was like, "You did that to me, remember?" And she was like. He's like, you need to, I got over it. You would need to get over it. She's like, right. this just happened. Yeah. I mean, that, but that did feel just like actual human thing of like, and I do feel like Carolyn was, that's the thing is Carolyn is really qu quite, ha has big emotions, is not afraid to show them. And he is a smart survivor player. And yeah. I think that they understood that she would still trust them the most ultimately or like would their interests still do align the most and that honestly maybe the right move is to be straight like i think carolyn does not like 
being bullshitted to. Oh, sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to curse on here. You I know, think, I think I, that's okay. I think that yeah. one's allowed. Yeah. Don't get so more I, blue than that, but yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And so I think like for Jammed on actually being straightforward of like, I did this because of this and you need to get over it is actually maybe the better way than just right. like now being like, I'm so sorry. It's like, you're obviously not that sorry because you did it. That's like, interesting. Right. You know? It just sounds phony and she's going to pick up on it. That's a really good point. Yeah. One yeah. thing I was curious about with Carolyn too is, you know, her talking about how sleepless she is and how mm. that's like affecting her mental state. Mm-hmm. And I certainly had that experience yes. where, you know, it's so hard to think through. I mean, we, you know, she stood there like, and I want to talk to you about her vote for yes. Lauren, her like cross out vote for Lauren. But, um, so, you know, did that, was that a big part? Like, did that, you know, were you subject to sleeplessness? Like, did that affect your game in many ways? Oh my God, definitely. I think the sleep, sleep is the most, is the, like, it's like sleep and rain though. Yeah. And obviously they go together. Right. You know, like, and I think those nights, like, I mean, I remember so clearly, like in that, in, in the survivor game, I could tell you what the sky looked like at 3am versus 4am versus 5am because the lighter got, it meant that the morning producers were coming and we were saved. Like, yeah. the night was over, you know? like <laughs> and it genuinely felt that way. Like almost every night. So like the sleep thing is so hard. And like, no, I mean, in, I got voted out. I didn't even remember that I mean, I knew that Xander had an extra vote and I didn't remember that that could have freaking saved me. Like, I, yeah. like, I mean, because I, it's the, the brain, the food, the sleep. And, you know, when you don't have those things, you just actually cannot work things out to the degree that you're used to. And I think it also, you're not even like, it, it's honestly like you can feel tired, but I, I couldn't perceive how much my brain wasn't working until yeah. it started working again, you know? And so like, I think honestly being like, like vocal of like, I'm sleep derived and I'm like, not sure is like some like good, like gut check on like what's actually happening to you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I like, there was a, I remember one travel council when, yeah, there was, it had been raining, you know, torrentially for three days. I hadn't slept in three. Like I literally could not form a coherent sentence. I mean, mm-hmm. let alone like try to like, you know, figure out eight people, you know, in, in all of their, you know, iterations of, of strategic trust clusters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I do, I mean, I do think that's like an underappreciated part yeah. of when people make, you know, subpar moves or act, you know, in a way that wouldn't it's like not strategically ideal like it, and that's yeah. what makes survivor such a, a tough game is just like yeah. is this really like physical component of it yeah it's like you have your brain is not working to its full capacity and your sense of reality is so unstable like and so that's why you know for people watching at home of like lauren and jamie that's so dumb it's like you right. don't know what's actually real at all like you, you like they could have been having conversations of like wait what are we doing danny's obviously <laughs> the threat like right. you know what, I mean? what carson's a bigger threat than dan you know like right. you don't know what the people on the jury are thinking you don't know what's real and it's just like that is why it's the, like the hardest best game you know <laughs> um what did you so what was the deal with carolyn's lauren vote explain that to me the cross okay. out of lauren vote okay okay wait so let's let's talk this out because as you know i came in here not knowing where the votes actually <laughs> were <laughs> okay so if she had stuck her vote on lauren in the end yeah. then it was two it would have been two danny two carson one uh because Carolyn voted wait so who so um Heidi votes I think were Jamie and Lauren and then the three Danny votes I think were the Tika three so it would have been two 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 with like one Lauren maybe she was just thinking like this maybe she wanted the two two split you know yeah maybe she was thinking like this is just in case they both play idols or I mean she she probably had yeah yeah Yeah, no that's a good point because if so in in the configuration it was so it, it was two on 
Carson, two on Danny. No, no, it was three four on, on Danny. Three on Danny. Yeah, and two on um, two on Heidi. And two on Heidi. Yeah. So if yeah, I mean if Heidi. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, right, that's right. No, no, that's right. It's seven. It's like it was like oh, two seven. cars. I'm thinking yeah, six yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So um, if yeah, I think she was afraid of another idol. I mean, which she was correct about that there was another idol. You know. Yeah. So if it had been like if they ha- if 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 in the scenario where her group all puts votes on Danny, all the other votes are on Carson both Carson and Danny have idols played on them, which was not an impossible situation. Then it's zero, zero, zero. And then she could be voted for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think mean, that maybe it was a potential hinky vote kind of vibe. And it could have just been like her, like trying to figure out, you know, this person is the most, I mean, it's not, it's also like, you don't, you know, especially when you've got this group of people who you think is voting one way, but you don't know for sure. It could have been her just like, well, I think that they're with me, but I, there's also like a 30% chance that they're voting this way. Yeah. And if I do that, you know, so, yeah. you know, she, and then she ultimately um, uh, changes her mind, but I do think yeah. it was maybe like protect against um, it blowing up in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is fair. Okay. But also we must say, is this the second vote cross out in survivor history, both with just like straight up, very obviously able to read the, <laughs> the original vote. <laughs> like, do you think is are the producers saying no? You wrote it down. You must have it there because, like, how? Why would move. you not yeah. put a yeah. freaking box over yeah. that thing? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Lauren. I I did vote for you, but I did change my mind. It's all good. <laughs> like, That's such I a did. great point. That is such a really great point. I mean, because like, yeah, Lauren leaves that travel council being like, oh my gosh, these people who I yeah. you know, thought I was voting with, you know, they considered voting me out. Yeah, yeah. and That's like a- not just considered, wrote it down. Right. Like, that is different. That is different. <laughs> oh, that's such a good point. So yeah, future Survivor players, you know, do the full scrub out. No, it's just- worth it. She already was up there for five minutes. You know, like <laughs> keep going. You know, yeah, like yeah. Um, oh man, like that is that's basically. I mean, I can't imagine Laura not caring about that. <laughs> that yeah. that's no, that's of funny. course, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about another question that, you know, so this is more of a general question about mm-hmm. tribal council, which has been, you know, a real sticking point for, for many in the community is just how many analogies there are at tribal council. Cause I think about my days in token chains and, you know, Jeff was asking questions like, so Sydney, you're wearing Joe's shorts. Like, how right. does, you know, JT, what do you think about that? You know, Taj, like you're a little bit older. Does that make you like mad that Sydney is like wearing the, sh- you know, Joe shorts? Like, um, are you getting those questions? And are people just really good at like avoiding them or are they not coming? Yeah. What a good question. I mean, I feel like I I can't remember too many specific questions like that coming. I think it also, it does really depend on the personality of the cast to some degree. I mean, I I really remember like in our first tribal council, Tiffany and like Tiffany saying to some like uh, biting things about Abraham in a, like, I know it's me versus him kind of vibe. And she went for it because she's the kind of person that's going to go for it. You know what I mean? And it's possible that these casts are just now like, I I mean, I, I know that no matter what question you ask me, I was not going to say something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not, not how I, how I play the game. So like, I, I do think that it's possible that everyone's sidestepping, but I, I don't remember Jeff actually saying like, what do you think of Deshaun? You know, like, right. oh, oh, Deshaun just outed you, you know, outed you. Like, do you like that? You know what I mean? Like, th- it's really not those kinds of questions. And also, I, by the way, did not understand the, like, fighter thing at all. <laughs> like, I did not understand. That was very, yeah, all. like, he, it was so confusing. Like, Carolyn was saying there's some, we have off days and the next days are scrambles. And then Danny was saying that 
we're fighters. So we prep. I, mean, I, I honestly don't get the, 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 I don't even get the disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, there's also like, I mean, there was a big fight at camp, like with the whole Carolyn Jam Jam thing. You would think that would be the kind of thing of Jeff saying, you know, what happened after last tribal? It right. seemed like you were upset, Carolyn. You know what I mean? Like that could be really, I, I would be shocked if he didn't ask that. But I, I mean, yeah, it does seem like, the tri these tribal question sessions have, don't have the oomph that they once had, you know? Yeah. I mean, he would go through, I mean, I don't, maybe he didn't do this anymore, but like, who's like, who's pulling their weight? Who's not pulling their weight? You mm -hmm. know, really trying mm -hmm. like put the screws to us for, you know, the real specifics of, mm. you know, the, the, the group dynamics. But I mean, it also yeah. could be a question of his interest. You know, if, if he's, he's, he's bored with that level, that, that line of inquiry. That's what I was just about to say. I think he doesn't care about that that much. <laughs> like yeah. I actually don't, you know, like I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to know that Carson, when he, you know, when, when Jeff asked that question about to Carson, like, you know, what if, what if it is you tonight, what, what do you take away from this? And he, you know, this really beautiful line about how he was younger and he was coming in, you know, and he was playing with all of these more experienced players. <laughs> I thought that, you know, maybe you could learn, you know, what did you yes, say? A yes. Aged contestants? Yes. What are we Listen, Carson is, Carson's uh, taking everything I do to the next level. You know, <laughs> I, I had homemade beads. He's lit 3D printing stuff. You know, wow, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm saying uh, elder people, you know, I had champagne. You know, so that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As elder people, that's uh, yeah, uh, later years, later, later years. years, later years. Yeah, <laughs> which was I thought that more was experience. nicer. Yeah, yeah. more experience. Later, that's yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. no, uh, Tiffany, uh, no one lets me live that one down. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we revived it here. Um, yeah, I, I do think, by the way, for the Carson, uh, the, I, I think, I think with all of these new era winners that have been underestimated in the game. The key is both stating that that is your strategy, that you know that people will underestimate you. Right. And also like just being, I think the self-awareness of that is huge. And I do think Carson like has that potential to like really know that I hope of like, you all are older and wiser and more experienced than me. And I learned so much from you. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing. I don't know. Did you watch the Australian Survivor season? Not yet. I really okay, want well, to. Okay, well, you have to. I'm waiting until I have a month free and then I'm going yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, right. You do need a month for that. Well, I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but the winner, I think, made a good case of that, of a very like, here, I learned this from you and you, you know what I mean? Which I do right. think people really like, like, I do think the ego of the jury is a huge factor and, yeah. you know, feeling good about that. And people might, people are either going to feel like Carson was my kid brother and I don't want to lose to my kid brother, or are going to feel like I taught him everything he knows and him winning is me winning. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, and that's sort of what Gabler did last season was kind of being like, I was in your group and I was in your group, you right. know, and like, and like, I, I mean, that's, um, in a, in a really smart way. I mean, uh, James Jones was on a couple of weeks ago. And oh he, my God. He, he was so good, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and his point, yeah, I mean, basically it's very similar uh, point to what you just made of like, you know, it's all about the person presenting that they're aware of, of what they're doing, that it's not yes. necessarily like some big resume or, or the splashiest move. Um, although those people aren't necessarily making it to the end as much anymore either. Um, right. but, right. but, um, having, you know, just knowing, being able to articulate what your strategy was and being aware of like your perception, which yeah. is such an interesting kind of new metagame. Yes. Yes. It really is. Because I think, I think it's also like, you know, in this, Era people don't. I, I think yeah. I think actually, big move era survivor is kind of over. We're in the post 
postmodern thing where people still are making big moves, but that actually is not the way people are winning the game, like yeah. at all. Um, and I do think that is because, you know, there there's, I think, a sense in this like super fast game of like, yeah, you can like throw everything against the wall and some of those will be cool big moves. But like, was that a calculated game? I think people really want to see what were you doing overall, um, which is huh. kind of different. That's than interesting. Yeah. So like, I, yeah, I think it was ahead. huge of like, it was like, Erica was like, I came into this game and I knew that I would be underestimated. And that like from day one, that is how I started. And I thought about it like in that arc the whole time, you know, and that was very convincing. And that was the truth of her game. You know what I mean? And like, it was also, I think uh, for me, and I think for a lot of the other people on the jury it was like, Yes, that was a smart game plan. I considered that game plan. I tried to do that game plan, but that's not my personality at all. And, um, you know, and so I do think like um, being able to articulate that full game strategy and that full game self-awareness is a lot more compelling than I did this thing and I did that thing. That's so interesting. So even if Danny like gets to the end or got to the mm -hmm. end, you know, and he's got, you know, oh, I played this idol for Franny, but someone else is going to say like, hey, then you voted Franny out like two days later. Like, so yeah. what was the point of that? I, well, well, I mean, I, I, I've heard that, you know, different, I, I had the, the perspective that I did not think that was a great decision for Danny to play an idol for someone who then, he would then vote yeah. out a couple days yeah. later. Others disagreed. They said, you know, this was, that made sense for him in that moment. He was trying to get rid of Brandon, you know, then later Franny's the threat. Like, do you, yeah. I mean, it sort of gets back to the thing we were talking about earlier in terms of like how new is each day, but like on this right. 26 day season, on this like, you know, hyper fast season, how new is it? I mean, it's gotta be, it has to be a little bit new. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, well, I think it is and it isn't because I think actually the interesting thing is when you have these votes that are like consecutive days, there's actually less time for things to change. You know what I mean? Like I really felt that, that like those first couple, you know, I, I ended up like, getting out the day after it was like Tiffany got voted out. The next day was the split tribal where I ultimately went home. Hmm. I felt like things were shifting, like really were shifting, but then there wasn't enough time for them to shift enough. So then yeah. people just went back to what they had been doing. You know what I mean? So I actually think ultimately the speed can actually make people, they don't have enough time to think through all the decisions and it's like, okay, let me just do the easier thing, you know? Yeah. And I wonder if that affected Lauren and Jamie too tonight, where they're mm -hmm. like, well, like, I, I don't know. Let's just get the, the big, the big uh, Soka guy out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like there's not enough time to develop plans or do you feel like people are so quick now that they can kind of, you know, move, like, you know, turn on a dime? I think there's enough time to develop plans. I don't think there's, I mean, obviously I've only played this one version, but I right. think like, I do think like there's not necessarily as much time for like, big picture relationships to mm. shift. Yeah. Like, I think we have seen that these, even though it's not like we've had any like Pagangings per se in the new era, but I actually do think these like tribal alliances actually like in, in definitely in my season in 42 um, here, there is like some tribal alliances that have stuck together for a long time, actually longer than in some of these, um, you know, 39 day games. Cause I do think ultimately it's like, we have double as much time with these people as the other people. Ultimately, that's working for me. I'm going to keep going with it instead of like, wow, now I've been with the merge tribe for like 10 more days. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's I'm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do think that the relationships are a lot more. I still feel like so much closer to the Yasa people. You know what I mean? Because like the merge time was like, bam, 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 bam. you know, yeah. like, so, uh, yeah. So give me some overall thoughts on this season. Which, yeah. which is the best season of the 40s? Is it is it 42 or 44? 
<laughs> okay, well, obviously it's 41. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no bias there at all. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I, like, honestly, I, you know, rankings are arbitrary and reductive, as, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, um, but that. no, I do, I think there is something, I mean, production decisions questionable in this season like I, I personally thought the bird I, I really didn't like the fake idols in the birdcage like it's just like what is that like personally I didn't like that however I do think that this merge configuration is one of the most interesting in like a long time in Survivor like the the 3-3-3 three, three, three mm. that we had and like yeah. it's still shifting like I don't think we've had correct me if I'm wrong I don't I can't remember a season like that yeah. um, and I think that's like really special and cool and the fact of like that somehow within that this three really has stuck together the like you know underdog three i honestly think the edit a little bit is gave it away that this three was going to be the thing but i think if you just looked at the lay of that land it's such an interesting surprising way for it to work out that these like two bigger groups could not get it together and let this small group like that's always a fun structure. And so I actually think this is one of the most interesting configurations in like a long time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm really excited. And, and like, even still like in this next, next round at six, it's like supposedly, you know, Tika has quote the numbers, except they're three and six. <laughs> so do right. they, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's very, yeah. It's very like, funny. <laughs> keep on saying it. We got the numbers. We got that. But like, well, but I do think like if you have a tight three and you're, you know, no one's going to go to rocks to break that up, yeah. especially because again, like of that final of the, of the fire challenge, you know, right. because you always have that potential of being that last person who sneaks in and maybe you're like, well, it's good if I'm with like the Tika three and I'm the other, the other one, you know, like right. then I get like, people might like, like me as the sort of, you know, um, right. the, the, the underdog. Right, right. Well, I mean, and it's, it's, but it's a three, they're the tight three, clearly, but Heidi does have an idol. Yes. And, you know, I mean, obviously, it's going to be so tempting for her to keep that idol for one more round. And then she's guaranteed right into the four. Yeah. You can play the idol at five, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah. 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 So it's like, but she could also make a big move and get one of the Tika three out with a idol at six. And maybe yeah. that's like a important, that, that, the, like I was about to say important resume point, but I actually, I don't want to negate the earlier thing that I said, but I, it's, I think it's about not about resume, like check, check it off. I did a move, but it's about that overall vibe of like, how does someone who's really been in the game, but has she like had agency in the game? Right. Oh yeah. Look at that move that she made that showed that she had agency in the game. You know what and I mean? like you just need one. I mean, like that's that's sort of been my feeling. Like you kind of just need one. Well, I think you need one in a broader story. I yeah. really do. Like I think like Heidi, someone she has been in the mix the whole game. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. she's the kind of person that people could be like, I could see myself voting for Heidi if she like does something that blows me away. Yeah. I think there are people that that their reputation is such that even one move can't put them over the edge. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think it's it's all about fitting within that thing, and also people feeling like that was a big move that made a lot of sense. Like, I do think if Danny had gone to the end, that thing of like, well, you played an idol on her. That was a big move, but then you voted her out and she was trying to vote you out. So like, was that a good move? That's not as compelling. Maybe I do think actually though, for Danny, I do think in this logic of you need a cohesive self-aware story. I do think his narrative was clear. I am playing like full tilt, this whole, <laughs> full tilt yeah. this whole game. And he really was. And I really just want to say like, I think it was like, he was a very fun and uh, like really brought a lot to this season. And I think like he really was, you know, 
control, like moving a lot of this game along. And so like, I, I hope he's uh, feeling proud of himself because, uh, you know, he's certainly, he certainly brought a lot to the season. That's a great point. I love Danny as a character. Just like, I didn't always agree with his strategy, but I mean, you know, what do I know? I'm, you know, just watching <laughs> a very edited um, show and just like all of the fun he brought, you know, just doing random rolls everywhere, like down the path, you know, flips and every challenge, um, very fun confessionals. And that De Niro face <laughs> at the end when Jeff is like trying to keep it, to, you can see the ref like, you know, was oh my so God. good. Do you have a good De Niro face? I do not. <laughs> Don't make me try to do it. On <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Maybe you can work on a De Niro face. Oh yeah. Well, maybe we'll both uh, work on De Niro yeah, faces. Yeah. This uh, cast has had such good vote out like lines. Like, so we've got this like weird, but very memorable De Niro moment. Yeah. Uh, Kane's, uh, Enjoy your rice, bitches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Freddie's taking off her belt. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot happening. Very fun. Cast. It's a very fun, quirky cast, and it's been like it's been really fun to watch. And everyone um, meditates. And everyone meditates, breathing <laughs> in different ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's take some questions. I think we already have some questions. All right. BK wants to know if Carson didn't choose to align with Jam Jam and Carolyn, would the season be as good? And would Tika have dominated so much? Well, I mean, certainly Tika wouldn't have dominated as much if it was two instead of three. I think this three has been a magic three. And a, and I do think Carson really, I mean, his relationship with the Ratu, I think, was like a huge part of this that wasn't told as much directly always in the story. But I think that was like a really, really big part of why that this group was so successful for a long time. Um but it's, I mean, I think he individually, I think, would be in a good spot, even if he did some other things. But I think this, this, I, I think this three is like what's been driving the season. I don't know. I don't know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, you know, Car I mean, Carson was in that very early vote. Um, you know, he was the swing vote between um, Helen and uh, Carolyn. And it was, yeah. uh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> you know, he yeah. Made, he made oh, my God. So true. I I'm sure Helen would have been iconic that. and amazing, too. But Carolyn is really an all timer. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Lexa Power wants to know, what was Carolyn counting in the voting booth? What all options do you think she went over in her head? Well, we sort of talked about this, but do you have any kind of other Definitely. summations? No, I mean, I think, and it's, and it's so, it's one of those things, as you said, with the sleep deprivation. I mean, I literally am right now str was struggling to talk out like what was happening and it's going to be a thousand times harder for them out there. So like, I, yeah. think, you know, ideally you want to do that before you get into the booth, but <laughs> you know, better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Lexa Power also wants to know, question, would Jam Jam have gone home tonight if he didn't win immunity? Would Danny and the other non-Tikas have targeted him instead of Carson? Who do they perceive as the biggest threat of Tika? Yeah, I mean, this I mean, obviously, like, you know, the show presented it as Jam Jam was the initial target. So you have yeah. to assume that that means that he what is at least among the people in the game perceived as the bigger threat of them. Um, I, but I, I think uh, no matter what, Carolyn's going to figure out that they are voting for one of the Tikas. Like, I mean, it makes sense to vote for one of the Tikas. So I think the idol is probably getting played, but I don't know. Yeah. Although I do wonder if Lauren and Jamie would not have, you know, they would have mm. stayed voting out Jam Jam because maybe like they don't have that same, you know, feeling towards, towards him. Like, because like you right. were saying, like he was a raw to, like Carson was a raw to, like maybe, right. maybe they don't have that kind of loyalty towards Jam Jam. 
Right. That's a really good point. And maybe because Jam Jam was perceived potentially as the bigger threat, it would be more obvious for them. No, we got to keep it on Jam Jam, whereas maybe Carson's threat level is a little lower. The relationships with him is a little better. But I still do think that Carolyn was going to pl- figure it out and play the idol on which of whichever of those two Tikas. I, yeah. I, I personally do. Yeah. Although I wonder if, you know, I mean, Carson's like, oh, my name is out there so much. I'm hearing my name so much. It's possible that Lauren and or Jamie like told them, told you know, because yeah. um, they were obviously more allied with the Tikas than they were with the Ratus. Like maybe that's how Carolyn figured it out. I mean, you know, she yeah. didn't seem to have like a sense of it and she could like see through Danny, but it's very yeah. possible that, um, one of the like either Lauren Jamie just said like hey they want to vote you out Um, yes yes no it's very possible and this was actually uh just on the relationships of all these people you know we are obviously trying to like figure it out from the limited information that we have but I do think we also saw a bunch of conversations with Carson and Danny at various points in the season that like made no sense given what we had seen on the show and I was wondering like when Jam Jam was the one that told Danny that Heidi voted for him. Another great scene of someone being truthful in this season and yeah. being instantly considered a liar because of it. Um, I wonder how that would have gone if Carson was the one that told Dan. Like it right. seemed like maybe that was actually the better relationship and that Carson might've been able to say it in a way that Danny would have heard more like authentically. That's a really great point. I mean, both because Carson is so good at speaking authentically and because people just are maybe less inclined to trust Jam Jam. That's a really great point. Yeah. And also a great point about how many wonderful <laughs> so moments funny. this season people are speaking the truth and totally disbelieved. And I wonder if like, is that like, it's it's just so it's great. It's so <laughs> funny. It's yeah. so funny. I really like, do you, can you think of any examples of that in your survivor time? Like I, I, I really like, there's nothing like that that comes to my mind of like someone told me a true story. I mean, the story that Jamie told about her votes, uh, the the idol being with Kane is like, yeah, that's like convenient, I guess, but it also like is a very convoluted story in a way where it's like, that isn't a lie because it's convoluted, but also I totally get why you would think it's a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have like, I can certainly think of like lies I believe <laughs> I shouldn't have believed, right. but like, you know, someone coming and just like giving me, I mean, I, I mean yeah, there's little things, right? But like nothing right. like the, the, the consistency. This, I mean, there was one time when like, Jeremy came and was like, we can't trust Spencer. And I'm like, you're crazy. Spencer's not, you know, Spencer would never turn on us. But like, right, um, right, right. but that's, um, you know, those are like kind of little things, like not like the specific of like this person voted for you for this reason, you know? Right, um, right, right, right. Yeah. And Heidi, of course, with the T-Bird Cooper Memorial, uh, it was me, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to take the, uh, take this sure. question from Elizabeth? Okay. okay. Elizabeth says, are there always this many bad reads in Survivor? Okay. Very relevant. Like Danny's read that Heidi didn't vote for him and Jamie's fake idol shenanigans. Or are we just seeing more bad reads this season? Yeah. It's a yeah. question. I don't know. I mean, it does say like, obviously also we're being shown the ones that are like this, right? There's probably also a bunch of lies that people are correctly not believing and truths that people are believing, but it does seem like also, but also people are, um, the interesting thing is that there has been so much open information in this season in a way that I, um, think is surprising. Like it, everybody knew that Jamie had an idol already, even though actually she didn't, you know, but like, um, and so I think maybe that's contributing to this where like when there's so much information out there, then it's like rife for you to like 
potentially make good or bad reads about, you know? Well, that seemed to be the case for the last few seasons, which has been absolutely flummoxing to us old timers on the know-it-alls. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, like, I mean, yeah. as, you know, the, you know, the, the kickoff to the 41s, you know, and maybe it was less true for you guys, but it does seem like, you know, because you guys were, you know, saw the advent of knowledge is power and, and right. you know, a lot of these things that are now coming, you know, to fruition or, or, or have now become like part of the game, you know, you were seeing for the first time. Um, but right. it does seem like people, like everybody knows everything. And then like, you know, the fact that Marianne had a secret, like there was one thing that was kept secret from other people was like basically her closing argument at her final trial council. Right. Well, um, I mean, and, and part of that is obviously the structure of how a lot of the advantages have come about in the new era. Like in my season, everyone did know where the idols were because you literally had to say a secret phrase that was available for other people in the game to know about, you know, yeah. like, um, and, and uh, even if you didn't know what someone got, you knew they went to Shipwheel Island, you know what I mean? So it's actually like the game has made it. And of course, in this season, you got the birdcage and, you know, like there's all these kind of much more public um, structures for finding that. And it's not surprising that Marianne had a secret, which was that she found an idol in like the old fashioned way of there was an idol in a tree, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, and so, you know, part of that is just like the, the, the way that uh, these things are happening. Well, what's your take on that, Abby? Do you like yeah. do you like that these advantages are more are more public information, or did you like it when they were uh, you know when they were more secret? I mean, I think it's very fun when you ha like it's fun to watch players be able to like work the system. You know what I mean? And like you know, obviously, there's like the magic of oh shit, like Kelly Wentworth had an idol and no one knew, and she got all like she comes in on the boat, and that that is an epicness. But yeah. the I do think the fun there is a lot of fun strategy that comes from this person has knowledge is power and they're going to think that this person has the idol. So we need to figure out how to, you know what I mean? Like that is like really fun. Yeah. So when the players can like, I, I think it was getting, I do think it was getting very stale of like, it's just whoever magically found the idol in the tree. And there's like no way for anyone to know about that. I think it is really fun of like, People know what's out there. They're trying to work with it. They're trying yeah. to work around it. They're trying to scheme around it. Jamie and the Ratus tried to make a good decision of let's hide the idol because the knowledge was power. And then King got voted out with it. You know, right. like that yeah. is the fun. Uh, that's fun. You know? Right. Or last season, you know, Jesse getting the idol that Dwight had, which was Janine's, you know, for <laughs> yeah. all those various, for all those reasons. Um yeah. Okay. So Cricket T wants to know, next question. Mm. Um, what format from a returning player season would Evie like to play in if invited back? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. Huh. Well, if I was invited back, I would probably want it to be fans versus favorites because that always does well for the favorites. Yeah, exactly. Half the cast <laughs> is basically eliminated out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but if it was you, question person, and you were one of the fans, obviously we'd work together. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> All right. Olivia Ruth wants to know, seeing how fiercely loyal Carolyn is, would Jam and Carson potentially voting her out mean a guaranteed jury vote for one of them? Or does betrayal make her into a hurt and bitter juror? Wow. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I think it really would depend on how they frame it at the mm. end. You know, I think she would be really emotional, but I could also definitely see it being that thing of like, Carolyn, I love you, but, the th and I need to vote you out because you want to beat me. And I do think she buys that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she is emotional and she's a survivor player. And um, I really think she is like at her core a survivor player. So I think I actually think she's still the most likely to vote for one of her people that she loves. You know what I mean? Which I yeah. think are the Jamzams and the Carsons and the Frannies. You know what I mean? I think it was smart probably to like get Franny out of there. Um, ultimately for Carson and Jam Jam, I think she was probably going in that direction. Like I, you know, I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think she's going to vote for someone she likes. I don't think she was going to vote for Danny to win the game, even if she thought she played. He played a great game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there is there a time element too? like what mm. was your experience like on mm. in the jury villa? Do you become yes. less bitter or more bitter over time? I think you become less bitter over time. Yeah. I think in general, like I definitely had a long time between, you know, a long time in new era terms between when I was voted out and when the Three final days. came. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do think someone like Ricard who left the game only like two days before final tribal. And he left on the note of Xander saying, I might play the idol for you and then not doing it. He was still really, really mad about that right. when it came to time to vote, you know? So I do think like, um, I think it's also, I think with all these like personal things, I also think it hurts less if the person believes it made good game sense for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, I think like Shan was very mad about Deshaun voting her out for a number of reasons, including that she thought it would weakened his position in the game. So it's like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? And that makes it like, so it was just this personal betrayal and I can't even be like, and that was smart. You know, yeah, right. so I do think if you betray someone and it's obviously a good move that does put you in position to win the game, I think that's a lot more. It's more able to be forgiven potentially. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do, do two more questions? Sounds good. Sounds we have good. two more. All right, you want to take uh, this one from Andrea? Okay. Andrea says, question. Do we think that Carolyn wasted her idol or was it a good way to guarantee Danny going home? So we kind of talked about this. I give my opinion. I don't know if you really give yours, Steven. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think that in this spot, basically guaranteeing that they get to three is so important that even if there is a chance she's wasting it, that it's more important. I mean, it's also really hard to play an idol, you know, when you know pretty much where the votes are going, you know, to have this opportunity to make sure you guys get to three to, you know, save someone you care about to do something, you know, you know, vivid for the jury. I think it's even though like technically it wasn't necessary, it does have a lot of like positive good for, for her. And, and just from a defensive perspective is I still, still think the right move. I mean, of course, yeah. like, I mean, in an ideal world, would it be great for Caroline to still have an idol and not have played it? Like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, to, to, to Evie's point, you know, just holding onto the idol and not, you know, kind of doing like a want, want throwaway at the final five, like that doesn't really do anything for her either. So. Uh, yes, I totally agree. And I think if Carson had gotten gone out there, and Carolyn and Carolyn got to the end and said, hi, I had this idol the whole time. He would be really upset about that as he should yeah. be, because it wouldn't have been like, it's a good game move to keep three out of six. You know, yeah. like, so like, and I, I think we, I don't know if we landed that as hard when we were first talking about it, but like given the numbers as they are, it is such a smart move to try to keep your three. And I do think this three, obviously they're going to try to come for each other. That's survivor, but like, it's still worth it to try to keep that. And what's great is that they're such different players that they can all think I have a shot against these two. You know, yes. I, I could beat these two because like, here's my story, you know, where there's not that, and that obvious sense of this guy's the standout player here. We got to yeah. get rid of them. Steven, what's your gut instinct? If it was the the Tika three is the final three, who wins that? I think Jam Jam. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see Carl. I mean, honestly, like tonight I was like thinking Carolyn because of, you know, she obviously has a lot of love from, you know, from Franny, from Matt, potentially because of Franny, you know, um, yeah. or, or maybe because he came to that conclusion by himself, you know, yeah. <laughs> not, not just through his, through his girlfriend. <laughs> um, but, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, I think I really do feel like Jam Jam is the kind of, you know, he's, yeah. I mean, and he's yeah. got a story. I think I, I've been saying he's building a story about like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, how he's, you know, he's eliminated everyone who came from him. Yeah. Now he's got this, you know, this immunity win, which we didn't even talk about. It was very fun. Yeah. Like uh, last Amazing. gas challenge. Like, what would you, are, you, are you, did you kind of wish 
when you were out there that you had like a last gasp or an eating challenge? Did you guys have an eating? You didn't have an eating challenge. We didn't have an eating. I yeah, mean, yeah. just in general, I'll say, well, yeah, I think last gasp would have been kind of fun to try out for, I mean, in the, you know, fun survivor waterboarding kind of way, you know? Um, but um, I think in general, you know, I feel like it's been talked about a lot this season about the challenges and reusing the puzzles. And obviously, you know, I benefited from that in my season as well. I think like the fun, for me, the ideal thing with survivor challenges is that it is a mix of different skills. Yeah. And so it's amazing to have a challenge like final get last gas that it's like a mental game or like a knowing how to like prevent water from going in your mouth game. And you want some of those and you want some endurance and you want some strength and you want some brand new puzzles for people who are really good at puzzles. And I think you do want some occasional reused puzzles for the super fans to get to, you know, have that skill. And I think when you have, when it's not the same thing over and over again, that's really the fun part. And there's nothing like last gasp, you know, yeah. so you gotta have it. Like right. that's Can't so fun. screen print that. Although we did learn that Carson um, was practicing it as in his bathtub, probably hard to simulate the current <laughs> in your bath. I mean, he was like splashing. I mean, and it didn't work. So yeah, it was like it was like an odd. Did Jam Jam give like a shout out to Austin um, from uh, Survivor Panama? Right? Was Austin Cardi Survivor Panama? Is that was there? A yes, last, uh, or was he? Yeah, yeah. There was yes, yes, yeah. Austin like O E. There, there was also Austin. Oh, there's Austin O S T E N in yeah. Pro, but I think I no, I think it was. Uh, I think I you're right. I think it was Panama. I don't know. Did, did, he, I guess he was they always saying stuff guys. like like. Uh, Big stud, but I don't think they did last gas in that one. Um, and you also, you know, with also um, Nick. Um, oh gosh. Well, anyway, this is so embarrassing. Yes, Nick, to, like, Austin, Terry, yeah, um, Lamina, yeah, the Lamina, the crew. Um, yeah, maybe he was. I remember. I mean, that that's like just one of the iconic images for me from Survivor. Just like that, like desperation yes. to breathe through this, yes. like your hands. Did, did um, Brenda win that in um, Caramoan? I think I, I love, it's always so fun when the person who wins is so in it that they don't even know that they won as Jam Jam did. Like that yeah. is, he was in it. That was, that was awesome. I was so happy for him. That was a very fun moment. Yeah. And and yeah. again, like great. I mean, I don't know. Do, does, do challenges matter for, for winner? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I do think there is something very true about that. They happen not in front of the jury or not yeah. in front of all the members of the jury. But I do think it adds to the like, uh, especially when it can like take out someone big. You know what I mean? I think when you can say like, like Carson last episode can say, you know, I took out Franny because I'm the only one that beat her in the immunity challenge. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think stuff like that when it can add. Um Certainly when Erica was the one that finally beat Ricard at a immunity challenge, that was um, huge. And honestly, the jury didn't get to see how big the advantage that she found was in helping her win that challenge. And, you know, that probably Ricard still was right there. Like that was a very close. Like, it was a nail biter even with. I mean, was it as much of a nail? biter? I'm, I'm telling you, it was a nail. No, <laughs> I wasn't there. No, right, I, didn't right, see there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the TV version and yeah, honestly, right. the imagined version maybe was more of an Erica Blowett. So, yeah, you know, right. Um, but yeah, I was just also going to say on the who wins of this and then we can like take our last question or whatever. But uh, I think the gender breakdown of the jury also really matters in terms of the perception of people's games. And I do think that Carolyn is possibly going to be someone that would be more respected by women. Hmm. And I do think that if she's up again in a jury with more women, I mean, we saw Franny connected with her very deeply. I think some of the other women like in the, you know, mom's um reward that they went on. Like, I, I think she has a really good case potentially against uh, if, if there's more women on the jury. And so right now the, the jury is like Franny, the one woman, then Kane, Brandon, Matt, and now Danny, right? Is that right. the four of them? Right. And, and I and, don't think that's a good jury for Carolyn. And I right. think if it's, I think if it's her and like 
Jamie and Lauren. I mean, well, then it's three women. So then you maybe take the gender part out on some level. But like, I do think that w- it's better for her if there's more women on the jury is my gut, my gut instinct. Yeah, well, this is a good question to end on, or at least the last question, because um, Tubby Lunchbox wants to know, question, what are Lauren and Jamie's plans after flipping to Tika's side? This is the big question. What yes. do Lauren and Jamie do now? Yes, that is a great question. Okay, so you've got Lauren and Jamie. You have to imagine, I would think that they're going to try to team up with Heidi, and at least that's three, but that's three out of six, so maybe that's not smart, and maybe they just you know, try to go with the three Tikas and say, let's get Heidi out and then we'll battle it out at five. And one of them's likely, you know, one of them's going to get that spot, you know, um, if not, if not both of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's also potential that they still see Carson as a very viable, I mean, I mean, they also now can try to pitch, you know, Carolyn's a big threat. Carolyn just made a move. Now we need to all get out Carolyn, you know, so I do think they have options. I think they're in a better spot than Heidi is because they are still a two. Um, and so, yeah, I, I still do think they have options, even if I don't know that this was the optimal move. Do you think they don't recognize how close the Tika? I mean, like we're seeing the story of the Tika three. Like maybe they just don't recognize how much of a tight three that because they they voted against each other at times. They have these blow ups. Right. right. It probably was good for them that they didn't vote together in the last round. Like yeah. I think that probably did help. But and like I, yeah, and the fight, like you said. But I mean. It's uh, right. And I do think that's one of those things. It feels more fluid out there. Certainly, Jamie keeps saying how fluid it is. And maybe it's not. So I I do think it's possible. I also think there is because this three is three stooges energy. You know, maybe they haven't. They do feel like they're more precarious than they obviously they are. You know, when you can really see what they're saying and doing and the level that we get as viewers. Yeah. 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 Um, Evie, any other thoughts on the episode or like the season as a whole that we haven't talked about yet? Oh man. I mean, we've, we've, you know, everyone has said it on everything this season, but like, this is an amazing cast. The cast in the new era have been just like so great. And, uh, you know, like, you know, Danny's probably the, like the type of person that I look at on a survivor cast and I feel the least connected to and look how funny and ridiculous he was, you know? And so, I mean, I just like, and obviously Carolyn, we're we're, like, how we need Carolyn on every single season of survivor, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, no, it's just been, it's just been really, really fun. And like, like I, I was just reflecting on that, you know, I, we talk so much about the, the new twists and blah, blah, blah. And like, I literally just said before, you know, the old school way of finding an idol in a tree, you know? So it's like, it all shifts people. It's survivor. We love survivor. I'm, I think this was a great episode of survivor and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I got to talk about it with you, Steven. Oh my gosh. It's been <laughs> truly a pleasure for me. I mean, a, to be speaking to you and B not to be speaking to Rob. Yes. Um, double so, no, but and this has been so great. I mean, like you, you reminded me that we, we'd spoken, we'd, we'd played one um, online game together, but otherwise I haven't really ever spoken to you. And no, we never got to, yeah. we never got to like talk survivor. So uh, no, I know this is really, cool. I love you so much on your season. Uh, I mean, no, truly you just had so much joy. And I, I've said that to you before. I mean, I, I think I emailed that to you, but like you, there's so much joy and it was so, obvious how much you loved the experience you were having what's which is ridiculous it's a miserable experience like why why were you so happy all the time Evie? yeah uh, that's so nice i mean as a as a legend once said survivor's not fun you know except it is yeah. <laughs> um and uh yeah no. i mean and uh no seriously steven back at you i mean watching you and it's like the nerds look how far we can go <laughs> you know and uh yeah no it's it's really an honor to uh 
to get to, to get to chat about this. Video. Well, anything like going on with you that you want to tell the people about, or, um, you know, I, I got nothing going on <laughs> except I was like, Oh great. The next thing I do, I can say, watch this episode of know-it-alls. So, Oh know. yeah, that's great. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um, follow me on social media, whatever. You'll see me liking Muna. That's what's going on in my Instagram <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess with that in mind, Scott, can you give me the, uh, okay, here we go. Coming up on, on, uh, Oh my gosh, this is the well, most, most now, harrowing part for me. Now you're the host, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, I got that note. All that's happening right now. You're watching it or listening to it, as uh, whichever. Um, there will be an exit interview with Danny, and that's going to be coming up soon as well. Um, so find out what Danny has to say about uh, where he went wrong, and um, you know what, what what happened. And I'm sure there will be De Niro themed questions as part of that as well. Um, the recap show that's going to be Rob's hobnobbing in Toronto. So that's you know they're having a fantastic time there. You know um, what a fun episode to watch live. I feel like really right? that's, that's really a great fun. point. So yeah. many big moments that I'm sure just were like you know great 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 fun. Um, yeah. So that'll be fun to, and so that'll be the, the, the recap episode for this week. Um, then we'll have the survivor feedback show, our hap B and B with Liana and Mike Bloom. Um, and then survival survivor global with, uh, the great Shannon Gus. I do not know who her guest will be this week because there's a question mark there. Um, then why blank lost with David and Jessica find out which rule Danny broke. And then we'll have the stock watch with Taryn followed by the great purple pants podcast anchor oh, of the week sweet steven who gets the fishy oh my gosh what, wow i didn't even think about it thank you <laughs> um what i i don't know i mean i guess like whoever i mean you i mean you gotta give it to carolyn right except i, think, I mean I think, yeah she right? sniffed the vote for carson play the idol for carson and it didn't seem i mean you, you'd theoretically give it to the person who flipped um jamie and uh, Lauren, but we don't really have a sense of who that was. So yeah, Carolyn, Carolyn gets the, yeah. thanks Abby. Is that yeah, right? Is that right? I, that's what I would have done. Well, you have a, a Jaggy, the Jaggy? <laughs> the Jaggy. The Jaggy? The, the, the Dr. Jag uh, science, science word. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I co-sign I co Carolyn for sure. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And coming up right now, the Big Brother Canada eviction recap uh, for season 11, week nine. And that will be something you won't want to miss if you like Big Brother. Hell right. yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much again, Abby. This has been such a pleasure to have you on. So fun. And uh, obviously, we're just joking. Love you, Rob. And, uh, you know, really, really glad I got to. Got to do this. So, uh, you know, yeah, I like you, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, thanks a lot, Abby. And um, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. No, not me, but you will. Well, I'll Bye. be back. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And transmission. <laughs>